T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I love this song. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone. Okay, we got to listen to just a little more. Come on. Hang on the mistletoe. I'm going to get to know you better. This Christmas and as we trim this, how much fun it's going to be. Okay, okay, okay. I know I, I should stop singing, but oh, I love that song. The still singing and just about everybody I know singing. And I bet you're sitting in front of your desk right now, Jonathan, with the microphone off and singing along. Am I right? I'm not singing, but I am grooving. <laughs> Michael Battle is joining us tonight. I was so wrong. Michael, I am so excited you're on tonight. I thought you told me you were off tonight. No, that's after the new year. After the new year. Well, I'm really happy yeah. to hear your voice. How are you, son? Fantastic. And I was singing. I was grooving and singing. That, that you were singing and grooving? Fantastic song. See? That's a great song. <laughs> and I'm good. But, you know, I was, I was going to say I heard Jonathan uh, reporting the weather. And, you know, tickets to L.A. aren't that expensive because <laughs> <laughs> those temperatures, I oh, I mean, here's the thing. I'm about to be there. So I really I should pre- prepare my brain for because I'm about to be there for Christmas. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was cold here because it's gotten down to like the high 40s, mid 50s. You really shouldn't tell us things like that. You shouldn't tell us you get to a low of 50. Don't do that. You know, cold. people will like hate you in this state. <laughs> I saw a man today uh, at a restaurant in a full fur, uh, a long uh, down coat with with a, with a faux fur crest on the hood that stood up like two feet tall. I mean, people are wearing full winter outfits here because it's quote unquote cold. But after hearing that report, you know, it, it, I feel fine. I'm fine. I'm fine out here. Yeah, yeah, but climate change is real. It is so real. And so maybe people are preparing for what could come. Wait, wait, wait. Two different statements. Climate change <laughs> is real. Minnesota has always been cold. I mean, let's just... <laughs> those, We've had some winters that weren't so cold. True, but I don't want to link the coldest metropolitan city in the U.S. Uh, being cold. You know, it's like the sky is blue. Yes, climate change is real, but the sky is still blue. By the way, let's, uh, go to the media, let's go to the meteorologist and ask him, Jonathan. Uh, this is the the technical meteorological uh, terminology that I can provide the expertise that I can provide to you this evening. <laughs> That's it. 
you know, that's it. There it is. <laughs> it's cool. See that if anyone wants to know that particular sound is uh, it's, it means that Michael was right. And I don't have a scream. You better not play mine. Don't play mine. I didn't ask for mine. You hear what I'm saying to you, Jonathan? For the record, that's okay. You weren't right, so I'm not playing it. There you go. What'd you say, Michael? Yeah. For the record, you did have your own noise when you were right. We had to discontinue the use of these noises for two reasons. Uh, One, they're a little annoying. And two, (laughs) we played mine all the time. Just we played mine too much, you know, because I was right so often. Oh, my God. Gosh, so we <laughs> let's just let's just get one I thing clear. A, I need the a reason, drink. I need to go get some tea with a lot of honey in it and just sit back and is, really try to get is, that out of my. Is that head. what we're calling bourbon now? Honey, get some oh, no, honey. I don't do bourbon in the tea. I, don't know. I can't handle that sort of thing with I'm quotation marks. Person. See, that's you, Jonathan. Don't you drink bourbon? <laughs> no, I don't drink bourbon. I drink, I mean, I drink a lot of other liquors, with, but not bourbon. With those temperatures, I would imagine bourbon and any other hot liquid is, is on the menu because it's just it's intense. But I will say I am a bourbon person, and they have some great places in the Twin Cities that have a great selection uh, that I'm hoping to visit when I go there. Well, I have to admit, Michael, when it's you know COVID season or you could easily get the flu or cold, I do keep a really, really small, cheap bottle of brandy and if you put it on your tongue your tongue is going to scream and slap you while it licks your eyeballs out but it is brandy and i have noticed that a hot toddy actually works if you have the flu or if you have you know it it has worked for me many years ago so i'm not a brandy drinker but and i got the worst of it so you can never you won't find me drinking it I just, just want to go back because I'm still stuck on the visual of what you just described. <laughs> that, I, I agree. That was very graphic. It was extremely I'm graphic. graphic Jonathan. I, 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 I was accosted by that visual. And I, you were still talking and saying things about Brandy, but I was just thinking, like, what does that look like? And then I was scarred. You know, I saw it and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't even remember away. what I said there. Okay, I just Let, threw it out my brain. It. Let's no. Let's, let's leave it where where it was. Um, okay. Yeah, but you know what? If you wanna if you wanna use a good um, bourbon or, or brandy for that purpose, I would say get something better that you know is not gonna you know ruin your body. Well, I mean, it's alcohol. It's gonna ruin your body, but something a bit better that you could also enjoy. Uh, in eggnog or in, in a hot toddy as opposed to something cheap. Because, as you know, I love really good high-end bourbons and whiskeys. I don't have many of them at home, but I have a few bottles. And, you know, once in a blue moon, I'll just take one out and try a little bit here, a, a bit there. But they're very, very strong. In fact, you got me a bottle of Booker's, two bottles of Booker's yes, a couple of years ago. And that is an example of a bourbon that is extraordinarily strong i think it's like 120 proof i mean it, it will it will definitely like i buzz my hair down because i'm losing my hair but it will do it for me um it is incredibly <laughs> incredibly strong and you know I, it's not something i can drink often it definitely needs to have some ice in there to open up the flavors and but if, if you're looking to do the whole hot toddy burn a cold out of your system i would say go with bookers because that'll do the trick you might also you know grow an extra Michael, arm i'm never gonna but... drink real brandy or bourbon i'm never gonna do it like i said i bought the cheapest and i mean the cheapest brandy small bottle in case i get something and it's still sitting there 
No, I, I don't bring. I don't drink brandy. Now, so if it's a brandy Alexander, right? But wait, right? Well, wait. you put like a Just, you put like a teaspoon of brandy in it. Mm-hmm. Point of information. Point of clarification. Mm-hmm. The size of the bottle of brandy and the cost of the brandy does it not matters. make it any less brandy. It does no, not. It it's matters. No cheap. Look, E and J. Enough said. But it, uh, but it's still brandy. You can't say you don't drink brandy for drinking cheap brandy. Okay, say that again. You, <laughs> the <laughs> argument you're making is that you don't drink brandy because the brandy you drink comes in a small bottle and is cheap. But the size of the bottle and the cost of the brandy doesn't make it any less brandy. Oh, no, it still, still burns, entirely... baby, burn. No, it still exactly. burns. Right. Still so brandy. that's why I don't drink it. That's why it's still in there. I'm saying to you, though, I have had some terrible colds in my life. And every time I went and bought a little thing of brandy, no matter how cheap it is, no matter how awful it is, it's just enough to put in some tea and really bring up all of that stuff in your chest. It works. I just, I'm grateful I haven't had to do it for a while. True. I mean, the last time I can think of where you had to do that was, was an emergency. I think you had to show you had to sing in. You were really, really sick. Uh, but the brandy you used was VSOP cognac that I brought back from cognac, France. So for the record, Your Honor, no, I submit. No, I'm sure that's a. not true. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait true. for it. Wait for it. I'm sure yep. that's not the truth. You are the one that called me on your 21st birthday. Well, a, a few, about a week before or two weeks before and said, Mom, could you please send me the cognac, cognac from France? That's when you were there mm-hmm. touring France. You were there, what, two weeks or three weeks um, living with a, a French family? Right. I mean, it was two, two different trips, and one of the trips was about two weeks. But yes, while I was touring France, for one of those trips, I went to at Congress, fourteen years old. Factory. Yep. Fourteen uh, no, years I wasn't old. Fourteen. No, no you were fourteen. Was, you were fourteen. I wasn't 14. It was seventh grade. Oh, the, you were fourteen. The, no, the first trip I was thirteen. Second trip I was fifteen or sixteen. Point is, I don't remember a second trip. I went back that in high school, but me. the point is, the second time I went back, I went to the cognac factory and bought two bottles of cognac, which I've never had before in my life. It just seemed because like a cool you thing to can buy. drink also. cognac in France at the age of fourteen. I am telling exactly. you, your father I and I were standing there waiting for you to get off the plane, right? And and, and mm-hmm. come through the what do they call that walk? <laughs> and you, everybody else had. You know, all sorts of French things, you know, clothing or boots or toys or gifts for the family. And here you come with this box on your head and you it wasn't even wrapped. So everyone saw that you had a box of Cavassier and your your father and I just took a deep breath like, no, really, we gasped. It was, <gasps> you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wait, seriously, we could not believe our son came home at the age of 14 with cognac that you purchased because it's legal there. I also had very fragile prayer candles from a holy site where the Virgin Mary appeared in front of water that was blessed. I had those. So don't those things balance out? Jesus going to get you. <laughs> if I had a holy Don't, candle, keep one eye, keep one eye open yay. tonight. One eye, keep one eye open tonight. I'm just saying, Jonathan mm-hmm. will probably give you that same advice. 
He has to keep one eye open all the time. <laughs> I have to keep one eye open, but for but for other reasons. Um, <laughs> and by the way, we need to take a break. I'm gonna Do I'm gonna we? try to save Michael from himself right now and take a break. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna come back with Michael in a few minutes to talk about the movie he saw. We'll be back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to, to to the Mom and Michael Hour, which is the final hour on Sunday nights. It's been a pleasure being with you, even though we didn't get online and until um, 9 o'clock in order to do Center Stage. It has been well worth it to be with you any of the time that we have. Michael Battle, it's so great to have you this um, this evening. And you had a chance to see a movie, Avatar, The Way of Water. You want to talk about it? Yes, Avatar, the long, long, long awaited sequel to the original Avatar that came out 13 years ago. Uh, no introduction needed. We all know what Avatar is. Uh, it's the big, highest grossing film ever. Uh, James Cameron directed and produced. Of course, James Cameron's done <clears throat> a whole slew of huge films. Uh, of course, Titanic mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of really big blockbuster films that are very fun and emotional. So, I mean, this is a person who knows how to make a hit movie. Um, you and I, I think we talked about Avatar, uh, back when it first came out and, you know, we had, I've had a few conversations about it. I was not a fan of that movie. Um, but that kind of doesn't matter because again, highest grossing film of all time, huge success. Um, so this film, I knew I was coming in wanting to hate it, uh, because I don't like Avatar. And, uh, I said, you know what? It's been 13 years. Disney has purchased Fox who released the first one. So there's some executives over this film who maybe had some influence in its creation. Let me go see it opening weekend in 3D on a big screen and experience this like the rest of the fans, even though I didn't actually want to contribute to its opening weekend numbers. Okay, to the point. The good stuff first before I get to the bad stuff. The good stuff. This film is beautiful. It is... Uh, it's such an incredible achievement of filmmaking just in terms of how it looks. Uh, it's in high frame rate, HFR, as we call it, which is the same technology that was used on The Hobbit, uh, the Peter Jackson prequel that came out in theaters quite some time ago. 
And if fans recall seeing The Hobbit and HFR, uh, the all the humans looked weird because of the, of the additional frames. But yeah, Gollum on screen, Gollum looked incredible. Gollum looked realer than he ever looked before because the CGI in HFR looks real. And the same is here, except that all of Avatar is CGI. So the few times you see human faces, they look a little weird. But otherwise, the film, it just it makes the avatars themselves, the world, look so much more crisp and big. And it actually, it feels like an extended cutscene of a video game. Uh, you know, three-hour-long cutscene. It's a very, very long movie. But that's the feel of it. Um, but it is immersive. It is very, very pretty. Um, and it has a couple cool sequences and a couple moments of emotion uh, where I almost teared up. And a couple moments where I'm like, ooh, ah, that's cool. Okay, all that said, it is still a hugely insulting white savior film. White the same what? Problem, what? A white savior film, which is in the savior. film industry we call white, white savior films, films where a white protagonist goes into a, a usually a black world, but it could be any other race, and is the savior of the entire race just because. Um, and that's, that was the same core issue with the first film where it was uh, a, a white male, straight white man, uh, in this case, um, not even the best of them, who comes into Pandora, which is black people, and mm-hmm. saves the people and falls in love with the black woman. And in this film, it's his story, of course. That's to be expected. Uh, and I kind of wrestled with this in my head because it's his kids who are really the the lead of this film. And if I, excuse me, stick to my theory about this, then I'm actually watching a film about interracial children, right? And if that, if we play that forward, I'm watching a film about interracial kids who are experiencing colorism and who are trying to see where they fit in because they aren't blue enough for, for one race of Navi and they aren't green enough for the other race of Navi, so they aren't black enough or white enough. That actually is a really interesting storyline. And I kind of wish... That was what they leaned into and said, okay, we, we, have, we have matured from the old film 13 years ago. We matured into this time period, 2022, and we're going to explore deeper themes uh, and give you a bit more. But no, in the end, even with that new interracial colorism theme that would have been great to explore, <clears throat> at the end of the day, it is still about um, how their whiteness can save them. Uh, and, and there's even – the one of the kids who isn't even mixed race with the actual Navi is just a, a white person cloned pretty much uh, ends up being mystical in ways with the black deity that the black people are not. Uh, and without any spoilers, there's one scene in particular that I found so infuriating where you have the white protagonist saying to his black wife, I need you to be strong right now because she's being, you know, too emotional. I need you to be strong for me. And I thought after 2020, after all the election cycles we have seen, the last thing America needs to hear is a white man telling a black woman to be strong. That is not the narrative that we have seen play out in these past few years. So this film is going to be huge. It's going to make enormous amounts of money. It hasn't made as much this weekend as they expected, but again, it's still a big opening. It's going to make over a billion dollars. It's going to be a, a worldwide massive hit. Frankly, it already is. Um, so money is not really part of the conversation here. We know what's going to happen here. I just 
hope that if they make a third one, they they do it differently. They they see that we're in a society that deserves better. They understand that Americans, we didn't ask for this movie. We don't want this. And, and that they see that this is particularly insulting to watch just a month after Black Panther came out. So that's my review. <laughs> I'm sure some people can be mad, but I feel very strongly about this franchise. Well, some people are just going to be upset um, anyway. That's the truth. Um, okay, so I want to say right now that this conversation on race is brought to you by YMCA of the North. YMCA is committed to discussions on racial equity and inclusion and being a leader in social responsibility. And, of course, Michael Battle is joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. I do want to mention, Michael, that the very first avatar I thought was ridiculous, and there was a white person, a white man, who uh, was leading them astray, um, wanted to take over. There's no doubt about that. Then the second movie that you just described, it sounds like both sides came together. The white and the black came together. What are you expecting for the third? But the white and the black didn't come together. The white people turned into black people. They're, they're literally the same person in a Navi body with black dreadlocks and black afros with what? Boston accents. Yes. Like it, it, it is, it, I'm not, it is literally white people in black bodies leading black people to their own savior. And, and so it's just, I was really hoping 13 years later with Disney now owning this, even though this movie has long been written and planned, I was hoping that they would just have done a little better, but no, there you have, all these white actors and actresses, voices and CGI with black dreadlocks and afros swimming in water, saving the day. <laughs> it was Jar Jar Binks all over again. Hey, Michael, we got to take a break. We have to take a break and we'll be back in just a moment. It is now 1039 as I try to get myself together after that weather forecast. Jonathan, you should have jumped in, dude. If my microphone wasn't on and I was just a talking. Good Lord. That's okay because I, I didn't want to hear the weather forecast either. <laughs> I just didn't want to hear it. I know exactly what's coming. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know, Michael, you sitting there thinking about it going, am I coming to Minnesota? <laughs> I mean, the, the the ticket is booked, but I'm like, like, like Jonathan said earlier, you know, the weather report is what I said. It's cold. It's cold. We all know that it's cold. Yeah, but you're from, born and raised in Minnesota. No I mean, tell my, um, tell my tell thinned your, tell blood what? My, my, my thinned L.A. blood <laughs> that I'm born Jeez. there, you know. But you know what? I have actually. You have shiny shoes just pointed towards the sun. Perfect. I will do that. I will refract the heat into my core, and I shall be warm. So he's going to be like he's going to be standing outside, like they sit outside at the pool, and have that little shade that they have under their under their necks at the pool. That's his, that's how he's going to look with his shoes. No, 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 no. Michael would never do that. You know, never think that Michael's going to put like a small umbrella over his head just to be able to sit outside and drink wine. That's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> I'm still I'm still visual. Earlier we had brandy, you know, doing things. Cheap brandy. Make sure you say cheap brandy. By the way for medicinal purposes. By the way, the reason that I played Girl on Fire a little bit earlier yeah, was because yeah. I was just imagining people imagining the the ladies like yourself taking some brandy and just guzzling it down. You're gonna be on fire at that point. Especially if it's exactly. cheap. Exactly. 
I have so much to say that I can't say on the radio. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's why I say this here, because of FCC rules. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Okay, I'm sending you a box. <laughs> It'll be shaking. <laughs> Michael, tell him all about the box. <laughs> oh, he knows. That's why he sleeps okay, with good. one eye open. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, you guys are terrible. Okay, so, Michael, you were talking about this ridiculous movie. I have never liked Avatar, and I'm sure I won't like any more of them. Um, however, people really do love them, obviously. They've already made back their money plus some. What is it, $485 million well, they've already? No, they haven't. So that's the, the trick what? with this one. Again, I, I don't want to dive too much into the numbers because, as I mentioned earlier, ultimately – this film is going to make so much money. It, it might not be pr- profitable, but it's going to be right. big enough that they're going to make the two, three, and four that are, I'm sorry, three, four, and five that are likely going to come up in the franchise. But they spent between 350 and $400 million on just the production budget. They probably spent another $200-plus million, million advertising the movie. And so given that, 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 that the theaters take half and sometimes more of box office receipts, this film would have to make about $2 billion to actually turn a profit for Disney. But I, that's not the point here. They're building a franchise. You know, if, if it makes $1.5 billion, it's still one of the top grossing films of all time, you know? So right. it's, it's, it's a huge opening this weekend. <clears throat> here in, in the U.S., the opening wasn't as high as Black Panther, but internationally it made more in its opening weekend than Black Panther has internationally so far. So domestically... Uh, Black Panther has what ha- was stronger and is currently stronger. And I, I reference these two because Black Panther is <clears throat> black people pairing up with blue people in the sea to defeat a common enemy. Um, well, that's the pitch of the trailer. What actually happens is a, is a bit different than the movie, but no spoilers for those who haven't seen it. And the pitch of this trailer is uh, fake black people who are blue with other real black people teaming up with blue people in the sea to defeat a common enemy. So that's why I keep comparing the two, because it's two films. Uh, one originated from a rival studio, Fox, who is now part of the same studio with uh, a, a marketing campaign that looks very much alike, but one just being contrived, albeit internationally more, more um, uh, bigger, you know, with, with more eyeballs on it. So <clears throat> it's going to make a bunch of money. People are going to love it. The 3D is incredible. It's the best 3D I have ever seen in my life. Um, for me, the best 3D was How to Train Your Dragon, the original film in 3D. Number mm-hmm. two was the original Avatar, uh, which people get mad at me for saying that, but I held to it until I saw this one in 3D HFR, high frame, right? The best 3D I've ever seen. So the spectacle alone, I think, will have fans ignoring the very weak storyline, the troubling complicated racial implications of the upset storyline and that it's kind of boring they'll get past all of that and just take their family to go see this thing or you're in an underwater alien world it's incredible to watch on screen um so but the money to me isn't as exciting because we know it's headed and it's gonna make a lot of money and they're gonna make more and more of these films okay so I just want to ask you a question about Hallmark. You and I didn't live that far from Hallmark um, headquarters when we lived in L.A., right, Mm -hmm. when I was living there with you. And we kind of made all kind of jokes, you know, because it was just ridiculous to us, right? 
And now it has changed completely. I mean, so many channels have 25 Days of, of Christmas and so much more, including BET and other ones, Lifetime, you name it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious to know what you think about this whole thing of you know, doing Christmas shows, uh, shows for, you know, more than a month. And some of them are Hallmark and some of them are on all of these, you know, people of color stations. And, and, and even Hallmark has put out some with... Um, African-Americans and indigenous people in it. So that's shocking. And I'm just curious to know what you think about that. Do you think that they're being fake or do you say, thank goodness you guys are moving up and forward? I, I say, thank goodness. If it is contrived and they're doing it for money, well, that's it is an entertainment business. So I can't get mad for getting what I want if they're doing it for money because that's how we got most of the progress in this industry. Um, and to your point, yes, they have Hallmark Films for, for Christmas, uh, with diversity now, LGBTQIA leads now, um, which is really wonderful. And yes, I used to make fun of Hallmark movies and all the other Christmas fair that comes on this time of year. But now, I don't know how I got sappier as I got older, because now I love them. <laughs> I have been in search of sappy, joyful Christmas movies. I think I've watched three or four already. Netflix, Prime Video. I'm reading articles to find the newest sap I can enjoy. Um, and I, <laughs> Joey, of course, is just like, do we have to? I'm like, yes, it's Christmas time. Eggnog and gingerbread cookies and sappy movies. And he's like, what happened to you? I'm like, I don't know. So <laughs> I'm here for it now. I don't have cable like many of my age. I have unplugged. Um, I don't have that uh, the Hallmark channel on, on my internet channel on my TV. Um, so I haven't seen those movies. But if it's streaming, Prime Video, Netflix, Disney Plus, and it's sappy and Christmas and has some diversity, I'm going to watch it. Okay, then. Well, here's the the final thought, because we're running out of time, of course, Michael. Um, But the bottom line for me is that Christmas is really special. I had a chance um, just Saturday. Oh, my goodness. Today is Sunday. It's amazing. Saturday morning, yesterday, um, I was able to go to the Children's Minnesota uh, Hospital um, right off of Chicago Avenue. And I am telling you, I was there with four other women, so it was five of us that decided to go Christmas caroling throughout the hospital where the children were, wow. um, specifically those that are having a very difficult time. And the the staff would come out and, and just listen and applaud, and uh, it was really special. This was something Jane Henderson started years ago, and there used to be throngs of us. I mean, it used to be 15, 17, 20 of us going through those hallowed halls singing for the children. And this time, it it was only the five of us, but we really had a great time. My question, though, is whether or not um, it is the right thing to do to sing Christian holiday songs to children, and we don't know what their faith is. We don't know where their parents stand with that. We didn't ask any questions. We just sang the ones we knew and loved. What do you think of that? I mean, it's something to be conscious of, you know, I, but there's such a treasure trove of, 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 of secular Christmas music. I feel like you can still go bring that merriment and joy in the same spirit um, of your faith to people without you know, singing words that are maybe not of their faith, of their family's faith, if their families are there. So definitely something to consider um, for next year. But I imagine uh, you didn't receive complaints and people loved it when you were there this time yesterday. Yeah, we didn't have much time to do that, but I have to tell you, we sung songs like Silent Night, uh, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, which I think is, you know, 
average. And of course, Hanukkah is a big part of this this time of uh, the season okay. of celebrating. And so I was just really tomorrow. curious. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I was really, really concerned about this. So I'm going to really start looking for articles about that and whether um, there are people out there that feel like, no, you should not sing those songs around a different faith, right? So I'll, I'll do my, my research on that. But we had a good time and had a chance to just stand there and sing to the children. And one child came out a little bit with her mom, and she said, I like a, a, a Christmas song. And we said, you yeah. like one? She goes, yes. And we said, which one would you like? And she said, Jingle Bells. And, oh, she just lit up. It was so beautiful. So I had a great time yesterday with those women. And uh, thank you so much to Melissa and Jane and me and Peg or Deb. I can't think of her first name, <laughs> but we had a great time. Oh, and um, 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 oh, my God, I can't think of her last name. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, well, I have to tell it next week. This yes. sounds like the beginning of a Hallmark movie. I mean, this is perfect. This could be the opening scene, five women in the hospital singing songs. There was a concern. The little girl comes out and asks for a Christmas song. It's Jingle Bells. And then we pan over the city, which, of course, is shot in Canada somewhere because they shoot all these movies there in the summertime with fake snow. But we're going to ignore that. We're going to say it's real snow and that it's Minnesota. And then we go into our protagonist and the plot begins. I think you need a therapist about that. Um, we're going to take a break. Are we taking a break, Jonathan? I think. I'll, I'll, Jonathan, look, I'll look up therapist numbers while we're in the break. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. It's 10.55 here at WCCO as we wrap up this hour. I must say it has been an absolute joy to have my son join us tonight. It was a surprise for me because I had the date wrong. I thought it was tonight that he needed to take off and here he is and just lit lit my whole spirit up, and I really appreciate that. Jonathan, you know, I so, so enjoy working with you. Uh, I can't say for all the years, but um, just kidding. Just kidding, Jonathan. <laughs> no, you're right, because there, there was a, a good stretch that did not work Sunday nights, so that was, that was accurate. I, I'll, I'll allow it. Did he say he will allow it? He did. Okay. Uh, I have something really important I want to share, though. Okay. Sherilyn's Jingle, coming this Christmas on Hallmark. You know why I played that song, Michael? Why? I played, that was You Need to Calm Down by Taylor Swift, because you need to calm down on this love of Hallmark movies and sap. You need to calm down. It it could be the, we could produce it this year, we'll film it this summer, it could be playing this time Did you say the Sherilyn Jingle, though, for real? No, Sherilyn's Jingle. That's the name of the movie. Sherilyn's Jingle. I want you to yeah, say that to yourself 20 times before you go to sleep, and I promise in the morning you'll throw that mess out. You'll be trying to figure out, where did that come from? Why did I keep thinking that all night? Maybe it was the branding. I don't know. Hey, by the way, your, your, grand, your, oh, good Lord, your auntie, Javita, did this concert at her church tonight. It was wonderful, Michael. It was wonderful. I sang a song, J.D. sang a song, and some other guests like Julius Collins. It was just smoking. It was the choir. The choir was, oh, they were amazing. I cannot tell you how great it was. I wish you could have been here early enough to see that concert tonight and to see the smiles and the joy and the love on that
that stage, it was just perfect. It was at Park Avenue United Methodist Church. And uh, your Auntie Javita, I think she turned them into Baptists or something because <laughs> it was a whole other thing. <laughs> so I just want to say, Jonathan, thank you so much for being patient tonight. And Michael, you know I love you so much. Thanks for joining me tonight. And thank you to all of you who listen and talk about us and share with us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Good night, everyone. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.